Right on radio. Right on radio. All right, we're starting to record, so we will stop laughing now. <laughs> Just your well, face and you think of these things, the names for me, you get that little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Right On Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, we, we have been laughing our asses off <laughs> for the last five, ten minutes, and we can't stop. Uh, so... This show is going to take a different turn. I have a sneaking suspicion. So on this episode of Right On Radio, by the way, thank you for listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and we're going to have a... I was going to do some news because there's some really important news to come out today, but you know what? Let's just have some fun instead. We also said last week that we were going to talk about this uh, Kathy Kathy Fox blog that's at Kathy Kathy with a C both times Fox and you can find her on Twitter she does some great blogs uh, she puts a lot of evidence in it we're going to talk about this uh, Illuminati thing today and a lot of this interview is or this blog has interviews with the person I'm about to bring on now she is the evangelist, 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 I'm still tripping on my tongue. Evangelistic. Evangelist to and encyclopedia of all things Illuminati. And her name is Jessie Zabor. <laughs> that was a good one. Long. But <laughs> well, if I tripped over my tongue a little bit less, let me try it again. She is an evangelist too. An encyclopedia of all things Illuminati. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> I had to redeem myself on that. On the I mean, delivery. I'd have to like get that like tattooed across my chest or something because I think it's too long for a name tag. I think that would be a total wraparound, Jesse. <laughs> Unless you use small font and no one can read, or at least I can't read. I'm in my 50s. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, Jesse, I, I was going to do news, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, what I'll just say to you, uh, rather than doing news, is actually I'll give you the, the, the one-minute highlights. That so, sounds great. Patrick Byrne, who's the CEO of Overstock.com, it was his team on his private jet that flew up to Michigan to do the uh, cyber analytics of the Dominion voting systems and things like that. Uh, so... He's been doing a lot of interviews now. He's worked with Sidney Powell's team. And in fact, he's been investigating this stuff for a couple of years with these voting machines. So this was in place for a long time. But some bombshells came out yesterday because he was recruited by the FBI in 2016 to give an $18 million bribe to Hillary Clinton. Oh, interesting. And so he was the guy who actually did it. He was recruited by the FBI. He's the one who sat down and did it. And he thought, wow, I'm being recruited by my government to be a patriot to my country. But he later found out from people in the FBI that the purpose of it was not to catch her in corruption. It was for Obama because she was supposed to be in for eight years. That was the plan. It was to for Obama to do his shadow president presidency, and the words were, uh, they would always have this Bunsen burner under her, and if she started to think for herself and be a bad girl, they could turn up the heat with this bribe. Mm-hmm. So it was a blackmail operation. So big, big news. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, there, there's just so much stuff. Uh, the stuff about uh, the AG bar that's been coming out now. Uh, Dan Scavino puts out a lot of tweets and his stuff is very significant. It's imagery. You have to do some digs and a lot of Anons did digs on this. And, you know, he recently put out this thing about, uh, I think it was the day before the resignation of a B2 bomber. Uh, and that's code name for, for the resigning 
AG that uh, it's coming in for a landing. And then there was another video that I had heard about, and I didn't report it before Jesse because I hadn't confirmed it with my own eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. But essentially, this is when the operations in Germany were going on. Okay. And it's Bill Barr sitting in, it looks like a C-130. These are the big U.S. planes that drop out paratroopers. They can carry tanks and parachute them down the battlefields and stuff like that. And it's a bunch of, uh, you know, people jumping out the back of the plane. And A.G. Barr is sitting there strapped in into a chair watching them all go. And, you know, then I saw a meme and it was perfect. And it was a picture of A.G. Barr. And it says, I'm a witness now. Hmm. Now think about his, his experience. Right. He was on the board of directors of the CIA. He he was at, he was in the law firm that did the transfer of ownership of the voting systems, the voting machines. Like this guy has been placed in all these things, so you know he's been a do nothing uh, apparently. But you know it seems that everything was holding on for this selection, selection. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, avoiding the banning. Um, so that's been in place. It looks like now the people who were replacing him, uh, the, the first guy's name is Rosen, and I don't know much about him. What I'm reading seems a bit sketchy. Hmm. Some people have dug into him, and they, they say he's the one who was slow walking the Durham investigation. He's, you know, done this, he's done that, but. I don't know. But the deputy AG uh, acting, uh, both of these are acting, so they're not, they don't need to go through Senate uh, stuff to get in. So they can come in two tons of damage, right? Just like Grinnell did. Yeah. You know, just come in, <laughs> just hit, hit them with everything and then you're out, right? And, uh, right. But Donahue, this guy has persecuted major, major cases, including the Huawei stuff and, uh, He's done some stuff in, in human trafficking. He's done all kinds of stuff, but he's also a military prosecutor. Ooh, and Ooh. that could be a little dangerous. So, you know, there there's some people coming into place and, and those are a couple of the big stories. There's so much more going on. And you know yeah. what, the, the, listen, it's news overload sometimes. And, you know, let's, hmm. let's take a break. Jesse, you and I have faith this is going to play out. Yeah, I, I do absolutely believe it will play out. We're told we're watching a show. <clears throat> we're watching a movie. Absolutely. So yeah. rather than focusing on the news, we're going to do this, uh, this, this Kathy Kathy Fox blog. And by the way, I should give out the website as well, which is Illuminate the Darkness. Go to Jesse's website, support the website, support the team that's out there uh, there's a lot of ways you can help and listen if you can't afford join our prayer groups you know join in and pray because that is possibly the greatest gift of all uh, that you can give but if you have some abundance and you can contribute that is much appreciated uh, so illuminate the darkness and illuminate your mind all right now before we get into it, we talked a little bit about the prophetic word that was posted. By the way, it mm -hmm. had so many views. Uh, for us, it's just, look, we're a small show, uh, but we're ramping up really quick. Between the different platforms, we're kind of averaging about 1,500 views a day, and we don't broadcast every day. So mm -hmm. so that's a pretty consistent number, and, and we're growing really quick. And by the way, if you can share this broadcast, because on YouTube, which we just launched a couple of weeks ago, we're like 100 people away from being able to do a live show on YouTube. Oh, only a hundred. Okay. hundred more Everybody, subscribers. Everybody, that's our challenge. We need a hundred more subscribers and then we will do a live show. We will. In fact, I think the live show should be a question and answer, Jesse. Okay, great. <laughs> I think it should be a question and answer. But speaking of question and answers, we've got some comments. Actually, let's talk about the prophetic word now, because you've had time to listen to it yeah. now. And I, I just want to get your thoughts on that uh, KentChristmas.org prophetic word from December 13th. Um, I'm somebody who I haven't had a lot of prophetic experiences, but the few that I've had during my life 
uh, were very significant and powerful. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people nowadays who say that the office of the prophet is non-existent, um, that it was something only during the biblical times as the Lord was setting up the church. But, you know, from the experiences that I've had, these individuals, you know, were right on. Uh, one of the gentlemen, when I was 17, literally, like he spoke Bible verses. And at the time, I did not know any of those Bible verses or even know where to find them. But what's funny is that as the Lord has fulfilled each of those things that went with those verses that that man spoke over me, the Lord will bring those verses back and show me exactly where they're at in the scripture and be like, see, this was what that man spoke over you. So when I heard this <clears throat> this prophecy just this morning, I mean, my, my spirit was just stirred up and uh, there is not a doubt in my mind you know, he was speaking so much of the word of God. It was right on with things the Lord's been showing me and different team members of mine about these last days. Even some of it, you know, intertwined with some of the information I have from inside sources. Um, probably the most powerful thing was, you know, his reminder of God's promise that even though God's bringing his wrath, he's bringing his judgment, his justice, at the same time, he's about to do this work in the darkness where literally, you know, he's going to be setting the captives free and bringing people out. And it's not going to be a work where any man is going to get the credit. The Lord himself is going to get all the glory. It's going to be beyond what we could even hope or dream or imagine, you know, where it's so evident that no man could do this extent um well so just to that, that point that's, Jesse, that's I, I just to that point in the prophetic word he said that it won't be these things won't be settled by courts they won't be settled by the supreme court they won't be settled by politicians and you know so that reinforces and and to me understanding the way god works is it's gonna look like there's no hope left so don't throw in the towel ever on this thing it's gonna look like it's done it's gonna look like it because that's when god can unmistakably come in and do something and that isn't a prophetic word that's just my understanding of how god works right well it adds to you know i've been thinking the past few weeks a lot about a pastor dimitri dudeman and he was a romanian pastor during communism um you know, just a couple or back like 20, 40 years. But anyway, um, long story short, he was taking, you know, the communists would knock on his door every morning. They would make him walk three miles in the dark to uh, show up at their headquarters. They'd beat him, they'd torture him, they'd send him back home. And the next day it would be the same thing. He'd have the officers, you know, banging on his door at four in the morning saying he needed to be there at 7 a.m., you know. And um, anyway, the main guy who was who was running that operation was just a wicked man. And at one point, they threw Dimitri into this small cage that was lined, um, you know, with foam and other stuff. So there was like nowhere to go. And this guy released a whole bunch of rats into the cage. And then they closed the door. And... Um, what was interesting was that hours later, when the guy opened the door and he expected Dimitri to be, you know, dead and everything, um, all the rats were laying at the edge of the door dead. And at that point, this guy decided he was just going to take Dimitri out. He had had enough. So he went to go get his gun and, uh, and went to his office and stuff. And as he was in his office, all of a sudden he had a major aneurysm and died. And because of that, the other guards were so terrified because they saw the rats, then they saw that guy die, that they let Dimitri go. They ended up um, escorting him and his family to the embassy and basically um, told them they were excommunicated from the country and um, that they were not allowed back in. And that's when they ended up coming to America. But so Boy, I get the doors thinking, swung wide like open. That. That's <clears throat> happened before. 
Right. So I kept thinking of things like that, that, you know, if it's not going to be by rule of law or courts or anything like that, that the Lord himself is going to pursue his righteous judgment with each of these individuals. Amen. I Well, listen, I, I believe that will happen. Um, <coughs> in the time that this person said, listen, I hope so. Uh, it's good for all of us if it does. Um, I will say to your comment about, you know, some people say that the prophetic word was only for a certain time. Uh, I disagree with that uh, vehemently uh, via scripture. In fact, all are called to prophesy. Uh, not everyone is a prophet. Right. Uh, I, I get prophecy words all the time. I'm not a prophet. But, you know, literally I can see things that other people don't see. And, you know, that has been a gift. And once you start to see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> That's maybe a, a difficult part of, uh, of this journey, Jesse. But, uh, you know, there, there's been prophetic words given over me. And I, I can tell you there's three in particular. The first two were relatively, when I was relatively new in the Lord, and they were from two separate people in two separate churches. Uh, and they were guest pastors that came in, so they were people who didn't know me, and they both said the same thing. Yeah, that, that's similar to my experiences. And then the most recent one was two years ago, my friend, Mr. Uh, Brad. He invited me to his church and because uh, he had this really strong prophetic guy coming up from South America and uh, this guy was doing some pr amazing prophetic work he was up for the whole <laughs> week and so I went into there and I'm always skeptical okay a lot of people will call them so I'm skeptical and and this guy what was unique and he was a really young guy I forget his name shame on me I've got a recording of it thankfully but he, uh, he would not come into the church during the worship service. He didn't want to see people in advance. He didn't want to get a feel for things. He didn't want to. So this guy came in. He's from a different country. No one in the church knows me, you know, uh, so no one could have with. And the very first prophetic word, he walked up in front of my, myself and my wife. And he started prophesying over me. He later prophesied over her. But he was spot on in about. 10 areas of my life wow and you know have some of them come true yeah uh, some of them i think are still in the works but mm -hmm. and and he is the first guy who reaffirmed a promise that was made to me i feel by god when i was about nine years old wow so i'm not going to share that because it's a it's i've only shared it with just my wife actually i think i let it slip to my daughter <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Mine was a dream. I had this dream, but I knew it meant something. And I knew the Lord was trying to speak to me. And it was the weirdest dream in the whole wide world. But anyway, I didn't, I had never told anybody about it. I was wrestling with it for three months. One morning, go to this church service. And again, you know, it was a special speaker there. And he started prophesying and just like looked straight at me and he said you right there and he interpreted the dream like and i had never told anybody like he word for word interpreted the dream and i was just like okay wow this is of god <laughs> yes it is are you able to share what the dream was yeah sure so um i you know, at that point, I hadn't read all the books of the Bible, but in my dream, I just knew who these people were. So I, and even the tree was weird, but I dreamt, I saw this, it was a Joshua tree. I now know that, but I saw a Joshua tree and standing under it was Amos the prophet. And he was just really ruddy, like dressed in, you know, what <laughs> looked like sackcloth and then I saw this man kind of standing in the background and I knew it was Amasa, King David's nephew. And I, you know, later found out he really had a nephew who served in his army. But anyway, Amos gave me this packet of luncheon meat and he told me to stick it in my back pocket. And that was the whole dream. And I woke up and it just like gnawed at my heart. I was like, what in the 
old was that? So when this guy, um, you know, we were in this church and it was really, it was just like this small little room. There was just 20 people in there sitting or standing in front of folding chairs. And um, there was just one door into this room. And, you know, we're, we're standing there and the guy just starts pointing at people and saying things over them. And it was the first time I saw people falling on their knees weeping. I mean, literally they were weeping and I was like, what in the world? Like, did this guy tell them about, or did they tell this guy about themselves and now he's using it against them? Like what in the world is going on, you know? And so I'm just standing there and I'm, I'm really skeptical. I'm questioning and all of a sudden, like, I can't describe it as anything else than this fear, but it wasn't like a bad fear, but it was like this fear just came over me and I fell down on my hands and knees and I was like covering my face and I was shaking and I was like, Lord, what in the world is going on? Like, why am I afraid? And all of a sudden I hear this like, and this wind goes through the room and I was like I bet that stupid guy is tapping on the microphone and so I had to look right because I was like if he's doing something fishy like I wanted to catch him right I'm like what in the world is this noise this wind like what are they doing here and um so I looked up at him and he says you right there He says, the Lord says it is time to take the luncheon meat that Amos the prophet gave you out of your back pocket. That is the word of God. That is the meat of God. Take it out of your back pocket and feed it to God's people. And then he went on and on for like 10 minutes, all verses. Every single one so far has come true at a different point in my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's how I, I was like, thank you, God, you interpreted my dream. <laughs> and, and so he did it in a manner that only God could get credit. No, that's the, great. the man could not get credit for that. Right, because, yeah, nobody knew. And, wow. I mean, it was such a, a miraculous way that I knew. I knew it was God, and I knew he was a man of God. You just strengthened my faith even greater today, Jesse. Yeah. That is amazing. So having said that, why don't we read, before we get into the Illuminati thing, why don't we read some, why don't I read some comments? You might not have them up in front of you, but I do. So to read the Podbean ones, I have to look on my phone. For some reason, I can't get them on the computer, so that's a bit weird, but... There's a couple on here that I really wanted to read, and I'm only going to read a few, uh, and then I'll read some YouTube ones. So, um, well, the first one's just a, a prayer, thumbs up, an American flag. Uh, that's from Pearl. Then we have Tin. I'm not going to read the full names. I'm just going to basically give the thing. Being on KentChristmas.org, he seems spot on. Good find. And then we've got my goal uh, this is from involved with ricky ray my goal my goals are to be the best grandma mummy of two my grandchildren i'm raising cleverness to me means to be a step ahead of things to be able to be prepared as much as possible lord give me the wisdom and understanding by the way had a lot of people answer with cleverness and and a couple people by the way it's wonderful when you give your definition of cleverness, and I appreciate that. And some of them have been really good. It's even better when you give the actual meaning of cleverness, because then you understand the word. Right. But I think that, I mean, that was a great <laughs> definition. Yeah. Well, a lot of people did give the actual definition, and, and there okay. are di- different, similar definitions depending on the dictionary you go to. So there's definitely grace in that. So this one is from Jill Run, and I find this one interesting uh, because we had talked about uh, this Kent Christmas. Uh, I had a negative feedback, and I've decided I'm not going to read it uh, mm-hmm. on air uh, because it's really from someone I, I truly do love. It's from someone I have a personal relationship with, and 
And by the way, this person is an absolute genius. Um, it just, you know, different people are at different phases in their life. And, and if you want to prove us wrong on stuff, you can always find information on the opposite end of the stick. I was really tempted, Jesse, to give the portfolio of, you know, over 15,000 documents that we've <laughs> collected and send it and say, use the search function. That will be your friend. But that would be it. <laughs> so, but I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, just if you're listening, I love you. Let's not let this stuff pull us apart. You don't have to believe what I believe. And, uh, and I don't have to believe what you believe, but it shouldn't sever a bridge. So let me read this one. Pastor Kent did not say you can't get COVID, referring to Christians. I was at his church on December 6th, so he gave this word a week before the right. prophetic one that we posted the other day. So I'll encourage anyone to go listen to it. I haven't done it yet, but uh, kentchristmas.org is the website, and he has his words up on there. So I was at the church on December 6th live, in person. He has been saying January for quite some time in his prophetic messages. Listen to his December 6th sermon. It was Holy Spirit-filled. Your listeners are rough and judgmental. Well, actually, most of them are not. Most, most, are, most are, are extremely gracious, but thank you for saying that. This pastor is very well respected and has been pretty unnoticed except for his regular follows who love him. In his December 6th sermon, he talks about prophets not being popular. Also, he is an awoke pastor. Praise God. Well, uh, well and, we've got another, we're going to have to listen to that December 6th. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, maybe I'll post totally a bonus spirit. episode <laughs> on Saturday or something like that. Um, I'm so grateful the Lord brought you three together. I guess this is including Tom. Uh, he has amazing plans for all of this. Thank you for sharing. And for Tom, Jesse, and Jeff, I'm praying for you all and your families. You are touching lives. Thank you. Blessings and hugs. And we have another one from Aaron, right on, wow. And then Lunia, wow is right. Thank you so much for sharing this. And this one you're going to like, Jesse. It's really to you. And I guess we're kind of addressing it this time. It's from Petunia. I think you're amazing, Jesse. I just love to hear you speak about the Bible. I would love to learn more from you. Do you have any podcasts of teaching of the Bible scripture? I have such a bad attention span and get so bored with other preachers. I'm sorry, it's true, being honest. But you have stirred a yearning to learn as much as I can, but only the way you teach can, can saturate it. Thank you, Jesse and Jeff. I appreciate you. I pray for you. You have made my heart really smile again. Wow. Yeah, That's thank a great you. One. You're so sweet. Yeah, and, and by the way, that goes along with some of the things we've been discussing in the background. So yeah, we're, listen, we're going to get there. This isn't going to be a, a preaching broadcast ever because I want it to be seeker friendly. Uh, in right. fact, I'll, I'll tell you what; those first two prophetic words were over my life, Jesse, from the two different guys. I won't tell the third one because it's so detailed and it would take a long time, and plus it would put a it would put a, you would see me in a different way and, and that wouldn't be good, okay? <laughs> wouldn't be in a good light. It was a good word, but it just spoke to a lot of money stuff and things like that. So I'll, I'll leave it there, but please forgive me, audience. But the first two words that came over me was this. You fish in deep water. That's it. That's a that good was one. It. And, and by the way, I don't actually fish, so I believe that has more to do with the gospel than, you know, going uh, looking for muskie or something like that. There's only certain fish that are in that deep water, too, you know. That's where the monsters tend to be. The big oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, the big whoppers and the monsters are always in the deep. All right, so just a couple more from Podbean, because quite honestly, my eyes can't focus on this little font. <laughs> I, I guess I could put on my glasses, but then it messes me up when I take them off to look at the other. I'm old, people. By the way, this isn't gray. That's chrome. Chrome. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll take your word for that. This is from Emiring. 
Cleverness, the quality of being clever, intelligence, or shrewdness. Hmm. Intelligence I've learned generally and has little to do with educational achievement. Life experience and street smarts counts for so much. I think, I think you're clever. If you're currently using your discernment as to who and what to trust and listen to, be wise, use wisdom and hindsight to your advantage. Have love in your heart, not hate. P.S. I love Jesse's laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And one more. Cleverness definition. Ready and skillful, expertly seizing amazing info about strategic goals and tactical plans. I agree with both of those definitions. Yeah, those are great. Saying that. Excellent. Yep. All right. Now let's do some YouTube. Were we still going to have time to do? We can do a quick synopsis, and I, I'm going to post yeah. the I'm going to post the link to the blog in the in the description, so you can read the whole Absolutely. thing. But we're going to get Jesse's perspective on it, which is invaluable. Okay, some of these comments have just come in on YouTube, so I have not pre-screened them, <laughs> which is even better. So this is the most recent one. Uh, and I, because some people are listening to our broadcast from a couple of weeks ago, okay, so I got to give the, so this is episode 62. This is the one Windows J explodes, uh, which was a couple episodes ago with Tom when he had the explosion. And it says it's from J.E. Wow, that was an explosive episode. Literally, I loved it. Tom, thank you for sharing you're amazing. I especially love it when Jesse shares her story about meeting the Lord. I had seen before in another program she was on too. I could hear that a thousand times and would still not get tired of it. What I love about all of you, Jeff, Tom, and Jesse, is you can tell is sorry, you can tell that all of you are telling the truth. You can just feel it by the way you talk and that you're truthful. And it comes across to your audience. Thank you all for sharing. What you're sharing is important to the world. And I can't wait until the Immortals real story comes out in movie form. Very good. I can't wait either. All right. So the next one is from the episode Declassification, episode 63. Powerful show. Thank you for keeping us informed. Jeff and Jesse are the voices we need to hear right now. That's a good one. That's Thank a you. good one. <laughs> and this again, just like literally just came in. Uh, this is from our last episode, which is Interference, episode 66. Tom's eyes are on fire. You guys are right on time. That rose prick test gave me the creeps. Here's to not being bought, to peace and sweet harmony, amen. And then he gave, uh, and for some reason I feel this rings a bell, and he gave me a link to something which I haven't had a chance to look at. But these are the YouTube comments, so anyone can go look at them. Um, This one is from the episode 64, Trump versus Demons, and it's from Robin. I noticed the first video she said rise three times. I'm assuming, this is you, Jesse. Three seems to be the number they like. The gentleman in the orange jumpsuit had me in tears. That would have been Sadhu, the prophet from India. Okay. And again from episode 66, just finished so inspired and sharing a bunch. Thank you very much. That's from Music Minister, who actually says that she knows you, Jesse. Oh, yes. I know her very well. Okay. <laughs> Your friend. <laughs> And then we have another one from Interference. He's been giving prophecies for years. His latest prophetic word is powerful and true. I assume that's talking about Tom. And, okay. Oh, this one looks interesting. Again, from episode 66, which is our most recent. Human Rights Tribunal link, by the way. Why won't people believe truth when you tell them and even provide the facts? Trump is showing you it's all a movie. They already have the bad guys. Clinton's dead. Obama and his husband's dead. Bush is dead. Gitmo open for business. They have to show the people so they'll believe. Good news. God wins. And thus we 
do and only do as mercy, not our intelligence. And he gave a link to, or she gave a link to Human Rights Tribunal page, which I have not looked at yet. So I don't know if those people are dead. Um, that has not been confirmed yet. There, Listen, there have been a lot of shows, Jesse, that have reported it. And I've seen some shows and, and some big shows. And by the way, some shows that I like and follow. And, and uh, I don't disregard them because they say that. There have been some proofs, I guess, with some documentation, but I haven't seen it. And, and yeah. quite honestly, I hope they're not um, at this point. I don't know. I mean, I'm a little skeptical, but kind of from a different point of view. Um, you know, I know a lot of the very high, high level people who are above these individuals in our government. And, you know, I haven't seen any of them arrested. They're all still living they're all still you know communicating so um you know not a single one of them if any of this has happened or they've lost contact with these individuals they haven't said a single thing about it you know they're still talking as though the election's going to be won these people are in you know that the bad guys are in control so that's what the other side is reporting so unless they're completely lying um, which may be possible, you know, but unless they're completely lying, um, you know, things are still in place and these individuals are still alive. So that's kind of how I view it. Um, you know, they'd be scrambling a lot more. They'd be trying to go to their backup plans if these people were dead. And I don't see any of that happening. I, my personal feeling, and I don't have evidence for this, but I've certainly seen the pictures with some ankle monitors and things like that on some key prominent uh, people in this discussion. Uh, I do believe that they've been warned that evidence has been brought against them. And, you know, they're probably being tracked, but they have to play their role because the people have to see. That's just my gut feeling. Look, yeah. I'm, I don't have the evidence, but, you know, there are those pictures when, you know, there's some Hollywood stars, some political figures, uh, even wearing ankle monitors. So right. um, I'm not a Photoshop expert, but, you know, they look pretty <laughs> legit to me, especially when it's a, in, in a video where you can right. see it on some of these Hollywood stars and so on and so forth. Just a couple more quick comments, Jesse, and we'll get on to the thing. So uh, for Urgent Prophetic, I really like this one. Oh, let me just scroll up so I get the person's name. This is from Zakia Seeks Truth. And it's hallelujah. Right on, right on, right on. <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> yeah, so that, that really strikes me. And uh, okay, from Cat Wilson. And this is Trump versus Demons. Oh, how I needed to hear that second recording. I have kept the faith since November 3rd, being everyone's cheerleader and telling them to keep the faith and keep praying. This weekend, I started to doubt the enemy crept in just a bit. Luckily, I made myself go for a walk, and I always listen to this show while walking. Anything is possible, said Trump. We'll be our president for another four years. God bless Trump. God bless America. God bless us. Thank you for this show. And the last one I'm gonna read is, wow, Jeff, my husband and I both teared up. I pray that's time. Thank you for sharing. And that was urgent prophetic again. Right. So that was our new segment. What are we gonna call it, Jesse? Listener feedback, reading the comments. We gotta come up with a better name than that. I mean, you just called me what the something in, <laughs> it's encyclopedia. Twice, <laughs> the Illuminati. Oh, the evangelist, that was it. <laughs> the evangelist too. I mean you can't and come the up Encyclopedia with it. of all things Illuminati. Okay. Right. You Things can come up great. with a better segment name for our audience. I mean, you gotta come up with something great. Yeah, everyone does listener feedback and stuff like that. Um I'll come up with something. <laughs> And by the way, the way I come up with stuff is not to think about it. 
Oh, okay, great. <laughs> that is, I know it sounds strange, but that's, I just literally let things pop into my head. And, uh, you know, when I was a, a musician and even, uh, I, you know, as a secular musician, and then when I went to doing some worship and things like that, um, it was always best when I shut my mind off. And then I, I channeled, quite honestly, that's the best word I could use for it. And uh, before God, I channeled bad stuff. And after God, I channeled good stuff. <laughs> it's like the, the comment grab bag, though, you know, where it's like, we may get something good, we may get something bad, we never know what we're gonna get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I, I really believe that worship is so powerful. I, I was protected during that. And, uh, yeah. you know, literally the, there's this one time in particular, Jesse, and it was a it was a worship night. It was a big church, so it was a big stage. And um, and I'm not saying this to brag because I'm, I'm really a mediocre guitar player. And, you know, you see these 13-year-old YouTube kids now that I couldn't lick their boots as far as talent goes. But they... Uh, there's this one time in particular that it was a worship and I kind of started the guitar solo, Jesse. The guitar solo lasted about 45 minutes. And yeah. it was so far beyond my natural capability. Like my fingers have never moved in those ways before. They never moved in those ways since. Wow. And it was, and li li literally uh, I, I fell down on my knees and busted out in tears at the end. Like I was so heavily touched during that time. So, you know, mm -hmm. God, God can move through people and, you know, he I does. felt it and it's a beautiful thing. All right. Illuminati players and the battlefield earth realm right. hosted from Kathy, Kathy Fox on November 27th. Jesse, you know, the gist of it. We've got to summarize it because it's a long blog. That's so right. Why don't you uh, give us the the thirty thousand foot view, and then we're going to drill into just a couple different spots. Okay. Yeah. So um, it really, uh, if people want to understand this more, want to know how the system is working, um, this stems off of um, other blogs that Kathy has done. So the five child trafficking networks and the structure of the Illuminati is really the base. Um, blog you want to read if you want to really understand all that's going on and they're linked that, in this blog as well right and so um that will tell you how the system works and now what she's doing when she gets into this blog is we're connecting it to today we're connecting it to you know what are we seeing happening in our government in our world who are the major players what are their roles and what are they going to be doing? Um, what are they involved in? So um, that's what we break down. And we don't name, I don't name names, um, except for, you know, we have talked about one of the individuals, the Phoenix, which is Obama. Um, but I'm going to start to just kind of explain. So in there, so, I so Jesse, if I could ask just to start with the, the five quadrants she has on the map, the center being, uh, yeah. and then just explain the five quadrants and then I think it'll make more so sense as we get into the She role. asked me to, um, like if I was thinking about, like we were trying to talk about how I see the battlefield, like in my mind. And, you know, we were trying to come up with a mutual imagery. And so she said, you know, if, if, you, if it was on a chessboard, how would you see it? Well, I, there's so many players, I just couldn't see it as one, like, chessboard. So it's almost like you have, you know, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine chessboards put together. Okay, so that's kind of how I have to see it, because how I see the battle is like everybody has a position on the battlefield. And so I have to connect to them and see the players in light of, where they're positioned in the battlefield. Um, so in the middle there, we it's primarily made up of, you know, it starts with um, the mothers of darkness. So you have the five mothers of darkness in the middle. The queen mother is gonna be the one front and center there. And but then there, the other there's four. a specific location for that as well, right, Jesse? 
Right. So the other thing that we have on as we break it into the quadrants, so maybe I'll start there. So as you break it into these quadrants, you've got in the center with the major players, the major spiritual gate that is linked, all those people are linked to is Nirschwanstein in Germany. Okay. Um, as you break out, you're going to see that um, in the upper uh, right corner, you have the spiritual gates that are connected to the UK, um, to Antarctica, and to um, the that's the north quadrant. Um, across from it, you have the west quadrant, which are, those individuals are going to be linked to the Norway and Sweden gates, which also are indirectly linked to the CERN gate that's out of Switzerland. Uh, for the southern quadrants, you have the gates that are linked to China, Iraq, and Iran. And then in the other, um, the east quadrant, you have the gates that are linked to Israel, Russia, and also China there as well. Um, so as we break this down, you've got kind of that central focus, the individuals connected to Nurse von Stein are the mothers of darkness and their protectors. Um, you also have eight individuals that are represented by diamond shapes. Um, those are specialty sisters of light and um, they're called, they're the top seven deadly sins, spelled C-Y-N-S. Um, so they're an elite group of women. And the eighth one of those women, um, she simply, her position is called death. Um, so she's one of the top assassins. Um, and then around them, you have what I call the four P's. Um, so those individuals by position are the Phoenix who oversees the West. Um, so he's over the gates um, of Sweden and Norway. You have the Pindar who's connected to the Masonic branch. He oversees the North. Uh, so that'd be the spiritual gates in the UK, Antarctica and North America. Then you have the priest, and this individual is connected to the temple in Israel. Um, so he's going to be the high priest who steps forward as we see that temple um, reach, you know, the finishing touches and be fully reinstated. We're going to see this high priest come forward. Um, so he oversees the gates in the east, which would be Russia, China, and Israel. And then we have the prophet, and this person, we also, we're going to see him step up soon here. Um, he's the a major person, um, we'll just say Middle Eastern, Muslim, um, and he's from the overseas, the South, and that would be the spiritual gates, Iraq, Iran, China, and Tibet. So these four men um, each have a job, and... Um, as the, like I've talked about how the system has been, you know, it changed hands. And so as it changed hands, it went from being run as a matriarchal system to being a patriarchal system where everything is under the antichrist rule. So, you know, he's now going to be dictating, the mothers are still there for support, but their role has changed. They're not overseeing everything. They're not in control of everything. Really, control is going to be run by these four Ps. And then there are the other four men on the board are four kings. Um, that's just what I call them. They're not necessarily kings or rulers, but they're going to be four men behind the scene working with the four <coughs> Ps. And... Uh, so their position. So Jesse, let me just let me ask you a question there. So that what you just detailed is the major shift of what's happened in the past to what's happening now, and really the the purpose of this blog. Right. So this has all happened since April two thousand and twenty. 
since April 24th. Yep. When Jesse didn't fulfill her role. Right. You bad girl. <laughs> so, uh, they, they, they're still going on with the plan here, but hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not going quite like they want it to. And for, <laughs> for those of you who don't know what Jesse's role was, Jesse was supposed to be the mother of darkness, one of those five. She was saved at a young age for new listeners. Um, some of her testimony is in this blog. And if you go back to our earlier episodes, I believe episode 13, 15, 17, uh, it was me interviewing Jesse and really getting her story out. So uh, I really encourage you to understand what Jesse has been through, what she's seen, and why she has such a wealth of information on this topic. So I just wanted to make that point about because that's, and that's the benefit of having you here doing this live rather than reading it word for word, because you've just identified what the major shift is. Right. And you come from a position of knowing. Exactly. Um, so, you know, we got to remember that besides the spiritual gates, that these individuals, you know, this is a spiritual unseen battle. So these individuals are also connected to this, the seven major demonic generals that run Satan's army. Um, so I outlined that the Phoenix who, you know, I've, um, talked about that Obama has taken that position. Um, that position is the individual who runs or sits in the top seat for the Satanic Council. Formerly, it was George Soros. So what we saw happen at, right after April, in May, Soros stepped down and Obama stepped into that Phoenix position. Um, he's connected to the demonic generals Samael and Gilgamesh. And with them, he oversees 13 sisters of light who are in the Western quadrant and oversees the spiritual gates, Norway and Sweden. Um, his job basically is that the system, like as they know it, as it's been run, it's literally being put to death. Um, but the Phoenix's job is that after the system is put to death, he's to bring it, bring life from the ashes, and he's to rise up the kingdom of Satan after the fall of the system. So that's going to include the Antichrist. Um, so that is his role. Um, we're going to see the Pindar. Um, the Pindar is connected more to the Masonic side. Um, he has is connected to the demons Azazel and Toth and oversees um, the Sisters of Light in the North Quadrant and then the spiritual gates that are in the UK, North America, and Antarctica. And his job is to prepare the way for the beast among the nations through political alliance roles. Um, you can't give the name of the Pindar, or maybe you don't know. I, I cannot give any of the other. I've given names of those I can. I cannot. Yeah, I'm just clarifying, not pushing. Yep. But I, I'm giving people clues on some of this, so you know you'll you'll know when you hear. You know, it's like we know the Pindar is going to be connected to high level Masons. You know, so this connected to the UK, North America, Antarctica. These are all little clues that you're going to see. He's connected to political. He's in a political alliance role. So these Jesse, are I'm going to push for us. just one more clue. And this isn't going to give it away because we've said lots of things and not in the context of the Pindargus. We've never discussed this before on this show. Right. But has the name come up on a previous episode of Right on Radio? Um... I do a lot of shows. I don't know if we've actually brought up this person's name, but it's possible. Okay, it so it is It is probably a well-known name. Possibly, yes. Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, so the next person is the prophet. Um, and as I said, that person is going to be highly connected to the Muslim faith um, that person is connected to the demons Ashtaroth and Chemish, and uh, 
He oversees the Sisters of Light for the South and the Spiritual Gates China, Tibet, Iraq, Iran. Um, his job is going to be preparing the world for the coming of the beast. And I'm going to explain kind of how they work together to do that here in just a minute. But let me cover the priest first. So the priest, as I said, is going to be the next high priest that rises up um, to oversee the temple in Israel. Um, he works particularly with the demonic spirit Molech and is connected to the 13 sisters of light from the east. Um, so people kind of get just a few more connections here. If we think about, you know, the grand, the grand high priests and priestesses that I talk about from the east, we're talking about Lori Cabot Kent, Gloria Vanderbilt, um, who is Anderson Cooper's mother. Um, so this individual has been connected to all of these people in the East. Um, and he oversees the spiritual gates of Israel, China, and Russia. So there is a lot of, um, you know, some of the stuff I've talked about with the Lee family and their connections with China. You know, you're talking politically individuals. Um, I know people hate to hear this name, but um, we're talking Pence's family, Feinstein, the Bidens. They're all connected to that Lee-China family connection. So this priest is well acquainted with these individuals. Um, his job is... to make a lot more sense now today in 2020, isn't it? When you it, hear it that. will, yeah. Um, so his job is going to be to prepare Israel, the one world church, and to prepare the people for the worship of the beast. So what we're going to see happen is that the Phoenix is kind of the person who's going to be overseeing a lot of this with the system work. But we're going to really see the three individuals, the Pindar, the prophet, and the priest are going to join together to make a one world religion, one world economy, and one world government. So we're gonna see them all working in conjunction to bring those three things together. Um, and that will then give way to them preparing the way for people to worship the beast. And to clarify, you know, we've talked about the antichrist um, when we think about Christianity, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Father gave all authority of his kingdom to his Son, Jesus Christ. What happened was that, you know, when Jesus died and gave his life on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins, he gave all that authority back to the Father and placed everything back under his feet. So Satan is always trying to mock everything that God has done. And, you know, his one goal is to declare himself as God. So really, you know, the Antichrist is that mockery of the father and son relationship. You have Satan and you have his son, the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to be given authority over Satan's kingdom for a period of time. And then his job is to give that authority back to Satan. And that's who, you know, when he does that, Satan then will be called the beast. That's when the beast as rises the book of up. Revelations. Yeah, the book of Revelations. So, so, Jesse, I have a quick question about the Antichrist, because there's a lot of people wondering who it is. And, you know, and myself included, I, I think it'll be known quite well. And I, and I think I know how we're going to know him, but... The Antichrist, even if he was revealed at this time, the person isn't that important because Satan can actually just go fill another person. Right. He's the Antichrist is actually just a flesh yeah, unit like you and I, right? right? So don't get hung up on, ladies and gentlemen, who, who it is. is. You'll know. Right. You'll know when he comes out because he's going to claim to be Christ. Right. And as you know more of the players... You know, think about the roles. So, you know, I've just defined four major roles here. And so as you see these people rise up, 
you know, watch who they're making alliances with and, and watch for the commonalities that the Antichrist is going to be over all of these individuals. Their main purpose is to help him run the system and, you know, to do his bidding. So they're all going to have connections with that individual um, and they're they're going to spotlight that individual because they want to draw people's attention away from God, particularly Israel. Um, you know, this is the point where, you know, the Lord sent Israel, the Messiah, the King, and they completely rejected him. So this is part of the delusion now is that these people are going to be bringing in the Antichrist and Israel is going to accept him not only as their long-awaited messiah that they've been waiting for but they're going to proclaim him as god which think about that with jesus christ they mocked him they mocked him when he said you know he and the father were one or that he said you know he he outright claimed that he was god and they mocked him for that and refused to accept that so here they're going to be literally declaring this Antichrist is the God. And um, so that's going to be a major key in how we're going to know. Um, and it's going to be because, very convincing. Even some of the elect are going to be fooled. Right. And some of those convincing things is that he will, you know, just as Jesus was able to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, um, you know, all of those things. And and there's the verse, you know, where Jesus says, how can Beelzebub cast out Beelzebub? Um, you know, how can Satan cast out Satan? You know, it's working against his own kingdom. So as people see this happening, as they see the Antichrist casting out demons, that's going to be part of the deception as well. They're going to say, you know, Satan can't cast out Satan. He can't work against his own kingdom. He's just telling a demon now to jump out of that person and go into someone else. Right. I (laughs) I mean, he will do anything he can to deceive. So, you know, can I tell you what I think the grand deception is going to be, Jesse? Yeah. And this is just my conjecture, but we've been seeing a lot of stuff about uh, aliens lately. Mm. We've been seeing a lot of talk and Trump's going to declass all this stuff. And, you know, there's a lot. It's even on the mainstream news now for the last couple of years, but more and more it's been ramping up. And in Revelation where it says, you know, the Antichrist will draw fire from the sky. Mm-hmm. I think that was speak from a couple thousand years ago when they didn't have the term flying saucer, that he's <laughs> actually going to use the alien thing as his trump card and says, listen, I'm bringing it all together. It's, a, you know, it's the extraterrestrials, which are not extraterrestrials. People. The Galactic Federation. <laughs> yeah, the, which is a ton of talk about right now, the Galactic Federation, all this stuff. Listen, right. people, don't be distracted by it. But I think that is going to, because everyone's going to say, wow, how can that be? It must be true. And I think that is even more, because more than the healing and everything else, I think that is the grand illusion that, by the way, the propaganda has been preparing us for, for over 50 years. Yeah. And, and to remember that, you know, stick with, stick with scripture. It's, that's the most important thing. What does scripture tell us? And, um, you know, even as these things come about, you know, I've talked about the demons are able to physically manifest, not just in people. You know, what if they are manifesting in people and shape-shifting so they look like aliens? Um, you know, don't be deceived. We know the truth, and Scripture tells us all that we need to know. We need to stand firm in that at this time. And, you know, and it they're dealt with the same exact way you know, we were taught to deal with demons. We rebuke them, we cast them out, we stand firm against the devil and against the wiles and plots and schemes that he comes up with. But they're going to be friendly ETs, and that was so cute. 
Oh, I, I, they like to play that way at first. <laughs> Let me tell, I could tell you it's some stories about demon do, luring. <laughs> do you remember, Jesse, years ago, there was that very, there was that special major TV event. Uh, you're younger than me, I'm, but Alien Autopsy, where they oh, claimed yeah, to actually have an alien body and they decided to do a live autopsy and do right. it on TV. And what they found was there was nothing in it. There was no organs or anything like that. So, right. you know, is it possible a demon, you know, came up with kind of a little bit of a, you know, prototype flesh suit and they just fill up this empty shell? Well, think about how many things are are being um, 3D printed. They're 3D printing hearts, um, all sorts of organs trying to, you know, be able to do transplants that way. Um, so is it possible? Absolutely. I think it is. Wow. So Jesse, th this blog is really long. And I'm, as I say, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the link in the description for everyone to, to go and read it. And I encourage you to spend some time on this blog site. Kathy really yeah. is detailed. She has a gift for this. She puts in her evidences, um, you know, Jesse, you said something that was, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase your words, but when you first met her, she is probably the most detailed and articulate researcher on this yes. subject that you've ever experienced. Absolutely. And and the amount of stories that she's collected, um, the way she puts, puts everything together, um, it, it's just mind-blowing. Um, you know, so she's got a whole... You know, beyond my blogs that we've done together, she has the Silence Breaks Forth into song blogs that are on there. There's seven of them. Um, blogs on the Antichrist, on Gloria Vanderbilt. So all of those things are going to give people a very good idea and picture of what's going on. Um, but you know, don't forget on... to read scripture more. <laughs> right. <laughs> funnel um, everything through scripture. <laughs> You've got the Montauk blog, which, uh, you know, breaks down some of the MK Ultra stuff. So, you know, everything that you want to know is is in her site. There's so much. It's a wealth of information. So, Amen. Jesse, that was excellent. Man, having you to disseminate this information is so special to me. Uh, and I know that our audience certainly appreciates it. Uh, they have been so complimentary of you. And, uh, and your knowledge Thank and your you. bravery. And we have a lot of people praying for you, uh, praying for me as well. And I am sincerely yeah. thankful for that. As we've mentioned before, before every broadcast, Jesse and I get together, we talk for a few minutes and then we pray. And we mm -hmm. pray for each one of you on the other side of this screen. To paraphrase yeah. a guy who I really love, <laughs> just came to mind. I didn't do that on purpose, but I one of my sources that I watch a lot uh, is not for everyone, but Trey Smith great YouTube channel. He's done some big deep dives, a uh, little bit sporadic in his way of delivering information. He's getting better at it, uh, but he does dive deep. And, uh, and I'd suggest he go spend some time there as well as he really does dig. Jesse, it's been wonderful having you. Absolutely. And until the next episode, love your God, love your family, love your neighbors, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.